Hello, welcome again to CS2 News. This is AJ Wildman, and uh, today is December, Friday, December 1st, 2023. Uh, yesterday we went through proposal briefs one through five in the American Reformation document that I produced, and I'm going to have a number number five. I want to have a couple final comments about that to wrap this one thing up. Um, and we were talking about uh, having to deal with the uh, uh, consumer issues, food prices, gasoline prices, whatever, and the overall health of our economy and our debt. Okay, uh, and that all somewhat ties into an equally critical economic crisis that we absolutely do not want in our future. That is, we need to take any and all appropriate steps to guarantee that the U.S. retains what is called its world reserve currency status. We are slowly headed in that, in that direction right now, and not, actually not too slowly, and that's the day we cannot get to, right? And there'll be more details explaining what all that means as we go forward, but I will challenge Wall Street, banks, and the wealthiest people in the world to join in the public planning sessions on this existential, and I the word extension, existential means extension level, extinction level, threat. Existential, extinction, right? And, it's, and that it, it is an existential threat to the entire U.S. economy. We are talking 1929 on steroids if things get that bad. And you can imagine how much attention this particular issue could attract, okay? So again... And there's one thing I'll probably say more than once as I get into this. Hopefully I get into the public narrative on these things. I want people in the news to quit using the pretty word existential. It just sounds so cute, right? But it really means extinction level. Okay? Threat. So anytime you hear that, they're just trying to gloss over the fact that it's like a very bad thing. Enough of number five. Now let's get into number six. Number six is a fixed address for all American citizens and implementing national rent control. We will work until we provide all U.S. citizens with decent housing, with heat and air conditioning as appropriate for their climate. Okay. There is an also there is a housing shortage in America, and in recent years, there's over five hundred thousand Americans including some 20,000 veterans at that point, were ex experiencing some level of ongoing homelessness every day, okay? Half a million, and we keep letting millions of uh, illegals crawl into this country every year. This is another reason why that stupidity will soon come to an end, okay? Okay. Uh, we will finally implement national rent control to protect the growing number of renters, okay? We will reward good landlords, and we will punish bad landlords. We really will punish them. Again, I call out progressive Democrats who keep rushing for more migrants to flood into the borders. Take a look at the big picture for a change, you guys. Of course, if things go according to plan, the door will soon be closed for at least two years. That's what I want to see. You know, clear to close through 2025 while we do a national housekeeping. This reform requires the government and the real estate industry to get in touch with the housing needs of U.S. Americans first. Uh, 
for before selling to foreign buyers. In the year ending, the two years ending April of 2023, the year before that, there had been 84,000 homes sold to foreign buyers. The year before that, 100,000, so 184,000 in two years, and those two years. So I think we, uh, we really need to take, take a serious look at why we're selling to people and what our other people are, because what those other foreign buyers are doing for, with housing and other areas is they're driving up the price of things unnecessarily and they're driving up to the point where Americans can't afford given things, right? And that's got to be addressed. Okay, let's see, where are we going here? Okay, we will probably also need to suspend all foreign and corporate purchases of residences for a couple of years, pretty much what I was saying before. Okay. Due to COVID-19-based pricing increases in building materials, the cost of housing increased an obscene 44% in just a few years. Building supply shortages, real or not, plus uncontrolled commodity market, plus supply and demand gains, equals unreasonable and unnecessary spikes in housing costs, spikes that do not come back down. The average American did not receive a 44% wage increase in those three years, right? Yes, that was sarcasm, okay? Maybe that is why the Ford workers recently wanted a 40% rate increase, wage increase, which is also unreasonable, but highlights the 400-pound gorilla in the room, which is who is generally referred to as the cost of living, especially in food and housing. And that's enough on that for right now. Let's go on to a cute one, when it will really stir people up. Number seven, establish a National White Americans Day, the third Saturday in October every year. Yes, I am quite serious about this. It just so happens that white Americans do not have their own day, especially white males when you get right down to it. And this is not a joke and could become a very nice day of celebration, okay? I, <clears throat> I do like to point out to people that since 1775, okay, some 1.3 million Americans have died fighting for, for this country, okay? Probably closer to 1.4 now, right? And the vast majority of those that died are white males, okay? Whether you like to hear that or not, okay? They died so we could still have this conversation. So show some respect for their sacrifice going, forth, going forward, all right? Um, thanks to progressives, the black, Hispanic, and LGBTQ plus groups, for example, have entire months, and frankly, that is nice, but I do believe it is a bit excessive. Personal, That is my personal opinion on that one. And that's all I have to say about that right now, but I think it's well overdue and will be a, a good conversation, because some people are saying, well, you had the 4th of July, and I'm going to say, no, idiot, that's for everybody. Next topic. Like I said, you know, I'm, I have a, I'm a half English and half Irish. You, you hear the Englishman talking most of the time, and every once in a while, the Irishman gets a bit irritated and comes out. And we're all better off if he doesn't come out. Anyway, number eight, here's a good one. Cannabis industry as a small business. 
for years now, corporate America has slowly but surely, okay, been lobbying to secure and control the U.S. cannabis industry state by state. It is a, it is highly preferable that we begin to demand that cannabis farms are strictly a small business in each state and do it now before it's, because it's not too late, all right? My cannabis challenge is for all 50 state legislatures, okay, that's it, that's the challenge. Each state's government, including Maryland, must explain to the taxpayers if the small business approach would result in more tax revenue. Otherwise, Wall Street will be using that money to pay executive salaries and bonuses and paying stockholders, all totally unnecessary in this particular industry. Right? Totally. So you guys can just think about that for a while. So. And there'll be a lot more rhetoric on that, believe me. Number nine, hemp. For American farmers, finally. Real simple. Congress, for some 70 years, right, that's all we, let me correct that, almost 90-some years, okay, have been blocking, have been blocking it uh, by making, and making big industries happy, right? Finally, let American farmers start growing hemp for fun and profit. Okay, it is wondrous, God-given plant. So you can think of, and and the thing is, you can't get a buzz from hemp, like you can with cousin cannabis. Now, the uh, a little bit on can or on hemp is hemp is not a native plant to the Americas to this hemisphere, just like cannabis isn't. Okay. Cannabis and, uh, cannabis and hemp are cousins, right? Plants. Cannabis, you can get a buzz from. It's got God-given plant. And hemp is a commercial product. For example, the, the way that uh, hemp got into this country originally, a real radical named Thomas Jefferson smuggled the first hemp plants into the, into the colonies. Smuggled them. And then he and his buddy George Washington grew it copious amounts because they could use it for things like rope, okay, because for thousands of years it's been used to make rope. It's been used for thousands of years to make ship sails, okay. It was used to create, to write, make paper. The Constitution is written on hemp paper. That's why it's lasted longer than regular paper, okay. Hemp can be used to make a product, a, a fabric which is stronger than cotton to make jeans and other products, okay. Um, it can be used, uh, drive, uh, Jefferson and uh, uh, Washington used it for also. <coughs> it can be used for making lamp oil and home heating oil. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Much more biodegradable. Okay. So those are some of the things that uh, we can use hemp. You can make, again, you can make uh, fuel, fuel out of hemp, car fuel out of hemp. <coughs> the only th- last thing I'll say about hemp is it's a very good product because it requires little or no fertilizer or very little water by comparison to cotton, okay? And it um, you can turn two crops a year. Got a little drink there. So anyway, just uh, think about that. It's a, it's a good thing. Now, let's see, where are we? a little bit more about hemp than you used to, okay? So, 
Number 10. I think I may have missed something when I read the thing off earlier. Near-term reassignment of bad cops. Okay? Every police barracks in the country knows who the bad cops are. Okay? And they need to be taken off the streets if they haven't already been. Campaign. This campaign absolutely backs the badge. I got a decal on my window. I, I believe in the police. Okay? Because uh, Grimley, we all have, excuse me, Grimley, we now have a nearly lawless society thanks to the worthless judicial legal complex, which is our court system. With the radical, with the radical 90-day death penalty reform, we'll be setting the stage for some real law, law and justice, as we expect and deserve, right? Not the law and disorder that lawyers paid by the hour making our making their living from. Okay. Now, I think what else I want to say on this is uh, when I get into this a little bit deeper, I'm going to use three examples. Okay. The first will be the, and I'm not going to name any names or particular pieces here, but you'll know who I'm talking about. The shooter, a school shooter who killed 15 some people over four years ago, one of the schools, and they had trials, and they had hearings, and they had testimonies, and this and that, and they took the court, they took the jury up to the school and let them walk around the thing, and at the end of it all, they gave this guy 15 life sentences, right, totally ridiculous, you don't have closure for anything there, okay, the second thing I'm going to use is this guy in, in Pennsylvania who killed somebody in Mexico, I believe it was, came up here, had a girlfriend, killed his girlfriend, right? And he was in jail for that, okay? And then he escaped, and he's terrorized people in, in uh, southeastern Pennsylvania for a week or two until they actually somehow found the guy, and they caught him. I couldn't believe they caught him. So the shooter in the, with the uh, 15... Life sentences, he needs to die. And this guy who's a foreigner who's killed somebody here and now he's broken out of jail and gotten back in, he needs to die. We don't need to do anything else with these people. And the third and one group, which is really going to be a conversation starter, I believe it was out in California. I'm not sure. I'll have to, I'll look that up for the, when I go over this in more detail. But there were some kids driving around, driving around harassing people on bikes, bicycles, okay? And it showed them that they had their own cameras on, the idiots, and they showed him come up on this one guy who was in his 50s, and they ran him over and killed him, three of them, okay? And I'm sure maybe they were 16, or at least one of them was old enough to drive, and they're riding along, and I believe, as to set an example, all three of those little, whatever you want to call them, need to die as well. We have no laws in this country, folks. If you can kill 15 people and get away with it, okay, that's not law. There's no, that's, that's, you know, paid by the hour lawyers dragging everything out. And that's why we have, to go off on a slight tangent about that, we have a large number of maximum security prisons. Okay, none of which need to be functioning in another year. They need to be shut down, repurposed, 
I'm sure there's lots of other businesses we could run out of those things that would be for the public benefit. And those people will slowly but surely be eliminated. And we'll go into more details about that later. And I can tell you right now, the majority of the American public is going to miss those people. Okay. Enough on that. Now, let's see. We've got another time for at least one more. And this is this is ties right into that. The American Death Penalty Reform Law, a.k.a. Sandy Hook, obviously guilty, death penalty. Uh, Sandy Hook, obviously guilty, 90-day death penalty. Most people I have shared that title with know exactly what it means, and they like it. Okay, Offenders will receive, after killing one or more people, okay, at least, okay, <clears throat> okay, offenders will receive a standard trial and be convicted on obvious evidence of their killing of one or more people. Guilt is easily guilt in this case will be easily confirmed, and the, and the penalty will be re, uh, sorry, guilt in these situations will be easily confirmed, and the penalty will be reset. Death via pill or shot within ninety days of the conviction. Okay. We would soon add premeditated rape, not date rape, and pedophiles to that list. And more will be added. It is not an eye for an eye. It is a death for a death. At least 8 out of 10 people would vote for that tomorrow. Okay, so there it is. Recent grim statistics show an average of 44 murders. There are an average of 44 murders a day in America. Grasp that for a minute, folks. 44. The low in a day is recorded as 6, and the highest murders in one single day was recorded at 90. Okay. We will implement this reform retroactively, and a lot of the prisons will be cleared out. That's the uh, conservative side of me. And but again, 65% of the people want this to happen. Okay. And I think we'll, uh, we'll kind of wrap it up on that today. That was number, uh, that was proposal briefs number 6 through 11. And we'll pick it up with 12 tomorrow. You take care. This is A.J. Wildman, CS2 News, signing off. You take care of yourself.